You are alive to shine. I'm Beth. And I'm Kate. And this is the Shine Podcast, where we meet lots of different people and hear about the ways that they light up the world. And here's why we're doing this. We've been changed and affected by people who shine with the love of Jesus. And the world needs people like that, and like you, right now. So be encouraged. And let your light shine. Hi, Hope! What I I just want to know is... Are we going to be able to tell the difference between the two of you? No. Hey, are you going to say, welcome, Shine Podcast? Oh, yeah. I can do that. And then we won't know who it is. You can say, (laughs) I'm Kate. (laughs) When you get in the car away from your children, do you listen to, like, the worst music? No. The It's like You wait till they get in the car and then you play the worst. Either silence or, like, I like to listen to music really loud. I have a newfound respect. Not even even bad music, but just incredibly loud. What constitutes bad music? You mean, like, jazz? <laughs> no, I mean Country. like lyrics that my children right. can't listen to well, and would be inappropriate. Kate told me about Kendrick Lamar's yeah. new album. So I listened to it and I told her I was late for work because I had to take a shower. It was oh so my bad. gosh. <laughs> you haven't worked in the restaurant industry enough for you to say, guess who? Guess who's never been in the service industry? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, I didn't know if you were listening to Rocking Out on the way here. No. Okay. She was totally in her zen moment. Mm -hmm. Just silence. Do you know how many kids were screaming? None. That's nice. Do you know how many kids were asking me questions? None. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Left all that at home. Hey, you know when that goes away? We don't either. But we're looking forward to it. Stop it. Get out of here. We offer no hope. We have one who still asks a lot of questions, doesn't even live in this state. So (laughs) good luck. But you can just ignore them. Can't. <laughs> you like never got your text? Sorry, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know what we're talking about. You got the wrong number. I asked him if he wanted to practice. He's like, we're not practicing. What a in man. Tr- in true Brian style. All right. Well, let's see how this so goes we then. We don't know what we're going to say. <laughs> oh, I know what I'm going to say. Oh, Best it's practice. On. Welcome, right. Shine Podcast listeners. It's hope. It's hope. <laughs> Go. No, it's. It's Kate. And it's the month of love. A snooze fest. (laughs) (laughs) I'm bored already. Tonight, we're sitting with our lovely and wonderful co-host and her lovely (laughs) wonderful. Can we choose a different adjective? (laughs) lovely. Pick something else. We're sitting with her strong and tall (laughs) (laughs) husband, Mark. Welcome to the podcast studio Yay. mark and hey. bed thanks for having us mark's really excited to be here i was gonna say am, you don't want to thank us for having you this is so much joy for me <laughs> i am without the proper words to just really do it justice he's shining literally he's been smiling from ear to ear it is amazing you just celebrated your anniversary t seven years well no yeah. i think we celebrated our 26th <sighs> how long have you been married 27 years of blissful marriage, three children, and many stories, ventures. What a journey this has been. Thank you so much for joining us. Can't wait to hear all about. It's the greatest highlight of my life to this story point. story of love. It's going to be great. I can't wait to hear it. I don't know your love story. This is great. Start from the beginning. A That's a long time a ago when we're very old. We may start. not remember all of it. <laughs> Let's start at the very beginning. Wait, I hate to tell you this, but that is my absolute favorite movie of all time. 
Yes, that's true. Okay, so after 27 years of marriage and knowing this is his favorite movie. I met a Von Has this kept your love burning for him? (laughs) That he loves musicals? Yeah. (laughs) All musicals? For a little while. Most of them. I do like quite a few. Like, The Greatest Showman was phenomenal. I do love a musical. I don't even know how How to deal with Hamilton. Oh, that was amazing. Mm -hmm. Have we gone twice? Three times? Three times. Three times. Oh, my God. Where do you cry the most, Dad? I don't. Stop. He doesn't cry. No one can go into Hamilton and not cry. Quiet uptown. Yeah, that's the worst. (laughs) (laughs) You feel okay about him being a musical lover? I love musicals. My goal is to go see like a Broadway musical every year. So you feel like this actually draws you closer together. It's something that you do together as we've seen quite a few. And actually, we've seen some that's weird probably ones. Probably the only hobby that we have in common. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you knew his favorite musical. What's her favorite musical? It's kind of varied around, but I'm going to say probably if it's not The Greatest Showman, it's definitely Hamilton. But Les Mis was pretty big on the book too. So okay, is he right? I don't know that I have a favorite. I just like all of them. We even went and saw some weird bizarre. Our one, what language was it? Cats. Was it French? That's no, what I was no. Say. no, no, we, it was like way crazy we, bizarre. No, we went to the opera, it was our anniversary, and we, yeah, let's do it, let's give it a go. And so, we were debating on $20 tickets or uh, like $200, 200. tickets, yeah. okay? Because you know, if you're gonna go to that, you get place, the experience, and we're like, right. well, yeah, let's just go with the $20 tickets. So, we were happy that we only picked the $20 tickets. Did you make it the whole time? Yeah, we did, and it was in Italian, and there was this little ticket with the words across so you tried to watch and read and yeah but you're watching the whole play and the words are going away and it's like oh so let me know you're like i don't know what just happened <laughs> so we were happy we just got the 20 dollars yeah. tickets but it was that. interesting oh i love that yeah it was fun i wouldn't have expected that things you learn on mm-hmm. the shine podcast yep. now that we know tell us your love story so i was in california and things had gone terribly badly for me because I had made some really bad life choices and was going through some medical treatments. And the doctors were like, yeah, your party's over, bud. Yeah, this sucks. I better go home and make things right at home and da-da-da-da-da. So I came home. How old were you at this point? 25. So I came home. Literally the day that I pulled in a very good friend of both of ours, her name is Beth or Beth. She's loud and crazy and she's awesome with a really horrible laugh, but I love it. She's like, oh my gosh, you're here. And she hit me really hard because that's what she does. And she's like, you have to come swimming and meet my friend. (laughs) I'm like, I'm here to die. I'm not here to swim and meet your friend. I was like, yeah, it sounds great because I love Beth and that's fine. So I went to the pool. As I was actually going out there, and then Beth Horvath, she was like, when you meet her, she's in charge of a quiet... I don't know why I'm doing this voice. (laughs) Keep it up. You have to meet our aquatics director because we need a swim coach. And I'm like, I don't think you understand what I'm doing here. She came in, and it was funny because I was like, all right, now you do it. And then she saw me, and I was like, chick hates me. could totally tell. I was like, Target acquired. <laughs> so she was like, oh, you're a jerk. She was 100% right. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. She was totally right. I was a jerk. She came in and we started swimming and she's like, you need to be my swim coach. I'm like, I don't think you people know why I'm here. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I'll coach your swim team. That'll be fine. So I coached the swim team for a little while, and then we started kind of talking and hanging out a little bit. Can I tell my side of the story? I really hope you can. What's the age difference between you two? Are you the same age? that's offensive. Two years, but anyhow. We got married when I was 27. Oh, yeah, I guess 26, because we only dated for about an hour and a half. Well, this was in 1996. 
I had just broken off a two-year relationship with a guy from Canton where I used to live. I realized I just keep dating the same guy over and over and over again with a different name. I read this book called Your Knight in Shining Armor. No, it was some Christian dating book or something. But anyhow, it said it was talking about preparing yourself while you're waiting for your knight in shining armor. And so I decided I was not going to date for nine months. I'm not dating for nine months. And then my friend and I, we used to teach adult swim lessons on Monday and Wednesday nights. She kept telling me about her friend that was coming home that used to coach and he's so fun. And and I was like, I hope you're not trying to set us up because I am not interested in dating right now. I'm not dating. I took an arbitrary vow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We actually met in the swimming pool. Like No, in the swimming pool, but you were in your business suit. You had your brown dress slacks and a white top on. You came in and you said, I believe you're the gentleman that Beth said would be interested in coaching our swim team. And I went, wow, you're pretty tall. And you're like, all right, are you going to do it? All right. (laughs) Then the next time I met him, we were in the swimming pool. That time is true. We were teaching swim lessons, my friend Beth and I, who's also Mark's friend. Every Monday and Wednesday, he would come and swim laps with us after swim lessons. We used to goof around and Beth and I would make up synchronized swim routines and do synchro swimming. I didn't appreciate that. <laughs> we made him do it with us. He was nice. Like he was so nice to me. another hobby you share. No. No, not anymore. No, no. Okay. No. Synchronized swimming or just regular swimming? That was fine. The synchro swimming was <laughs> okay. the dumbest thing that has ever been put in the water. We had a lot of fun doing that. No, we did not. So I took a break from dating. And I said, he's nice, but he's probably a jerk. So we just hung out for like a whole year. We were no, friends. No, it was not a whole year. Did you know he was sick whenever yeah, he came my home? my friend told me, his, this guy's coming home. He has cancer. He's coming home to die. They Still called him a jerk at that point. Well, he was. <laughs> to die? They said it was like imminent. If I made it to the summer, it wasn't that summer, I guess, but yeah, it worked out. You started dating then. So mid-swimming, I'm like, all right, you know what? I like her. It's worth it. What's the worst that happens? I die and I don't have to worry about this at all. I was like, hey, let's go skiing. She's oh, like, I don't ski. First date? Straight up. Turns out she's actually not a very good skier. I've never seen this. She was going down the hill and she's like, I can't stop. And out of nowhere, she hit a little bump and she went from being straight up on her feet to bouncing straight up off of her head. Oh, that was your first time skiing then? I grew up in Montana, so I have lots of terrible ski stories from my childhood. And they they didn't get any better, but... They only get worse. I thought that was the most amazing thing, and she survived, so she's tough. This woman's mine. We had made plans to go skiing, and then she calls up, and she's like, I can't go. I can't afford this. Yeah, because like, I had like $60 in my checking like, account before payday. So I'm like, here's an idea. How about you just shut up? Because I was paying for this anyway, and we're going. So I paid, too. Well, see, that's why I didn't think it was a date, because I was, I don't know how much skiing is. So I was like, I can't afford to go skiing. I even greeted you at the door and went, hey, how you doing? Ooh. <laughs> and he cussed a lot. And I told him, I don't like your trash mouth. She did. That's 100% accurate. And then you fixed it? No, not really. It took about 24 years. Okay. Well, congratulations. There's still some moments. My kids can make things happen. Oh. I think we were friends for like a year. We were really good friends and we hung out all the time. And then he went away in May or I went to Florida. I went to Tennessee. I love you immensely. I can't ever be without you again. I don't think that's true. We kissed once and then we were like together all the time. Got engaged in October. 
Married in December. So from first meeting to wedding, what was the timeline? Just over a year total. We got engaged in October and then married in December. Yeah. You heard it right. Okay. (laughs) And it snowed when we came out of the church and it was awesome. It was great. It was super special. And my crazy friends from Ohio State showed up. We had a good time and we went to Florida. And When did it go from, I hate this guy, to... I saw right. Hate him. I just thought. Well, I mean, he, you called him a jerk. I wouldn't want to date him. We were friends. We were really good friends. And have you remained? <laughs> Would you still consider each other best friends? Yes. yes. Twenty-seven. Yeah, years I in? love doing things with her. Yeah. So yeah, we have like cool hideout places we like to go, and just the two of us, and we like going to our. For the longest time, we did the Nutcracker for our anniversary every year. But after you've seen it like seventeen times, you're like, okay, what's breather. next? Yeah. So then we would go to some other shows. So yeah, it's awesome. I love doing stuff like that. And I like nice doing different things and adventures with her and she found those really cool cabins where were those the talking hills no the other ones the getaway cabins oh the beaver creek ones yeah that's great you just go hang out what was the switch i don't know i kissed him (laughs) pretty darn good at it (laughs) (laughs) yeah don't but this was the joke about us getting married yep i don't think it's a joke this is a reality (laughs) i thought eh may as well marry her i'm dying and she thought, eh, I may as well marry him. He's dying. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I didn't die. Joke's on us. Yeah. <laughs> Here he is. You guys want proof there's a sense of humor with our, our heavenly father? Boom. Wait, who kissed who then? Actually, I hate to say it, but. We're not talking about this. My children will be listening. Why not? Probably me. No, probably. <gasps> if my nine months was up. <laughs> All right, you've done a great job of remaining best friends for 27 years. Well, there was a few years, maybe not best friends. So tell me then, what's an issue that you've actually struggled with and how you've worked through that? I think an issue for us that I didn't realize was going to be an issue was Mark has ADHD. And he told me this, but I thought it was something that little kids had when they got in trouble at school and they couldn't sit still. Surprise. And then after getting married, (laughs) I was like... I don't even know how to say it. It's a real thing. It's a she real hated thing. Me. Like adult ADHD is still something. It's not for little boys that don't want to pay attention in school. And so But then I got old, so it was just ADD cuz I was too old for hyper. I think there was a lot of issues that we had that revolved around that. Me not understanding what it was and thinking he was purposely doing things. Like, for instance, he was really bad keeping track of finances, receipts, he was terrible. And so I'd get so mad at him because he'd spend all this money and I wouldn't know it got spent because that was before we had our bank on our phone. Yeah. And you had to wait till the statements came <laughs> if you didn't keep receipts. And I'd be like, oh my gosh. And I got so mad at him. I'm like, that's it. You're in charge. I'm not paying any more bills. You can pay all the bills. Go ahead. Ask her how that That did not out. work out. <laughs> because then I would find bills in his back pack crumpled up with stamps on them that never got to the mailbox i would just be infuriated that's very about that yeah and so (laughs) why you guys gonna be picking on me it's just a real that was a really big issue just our finances finances was a big issue every time we would sit down to try to have a budget conversation we'd get literally 30 seconds into it and we'd be like (sighs) we were calling divorce lawyers (laughs) Yeah, All right, so, so that wasn't great. How did you end up working that out? Because I feel like financial issues are probably 
really common from married couples. Part of the solution is we make more money than we used to make when we were first married. That helps. We just decided like who's got the better skill set, making sure all the bills get paid which is me, and so... Yeah, but it really helps when there's auto pay on all of those, too. This has really changed everything. So me understanding that he wasn't not paying those bills or not paying attention to charges wasn't something he was deliberately doing, because in my mind, I'm like, how can you not know you spent $125 on something? That just blew my mind, and he's like, oh, I don't know what that was for. (laughs) (laughs) I would be livid. And so we had lots of fights about money. But you use the resources that were then available, like auto pay, which is really helpful. Very much so, yeah. And I just accepted that it was going to be my job. Yes. In this relationship, because I was more responsible when it came to finances. And another issue that we probably, besides money, our biggest issue was how we disciplined our kids. And how we worked through that is the boys grew up and moved out. (laughs) (laughs) We were raised in very different families, had very different upbringings. We were not on the same page. We were probably like both of us were too far on either side of the spectrum and Mm. we both needed to come more towards the middle. But I think because he was on one end of the spectrum, it pulled me to the other end. And so there was a lot of frustrating, long arguments and conversations about how we were going to discipline the kids and what discipline looked like. He would get mad and say, you guys are grounded for seven months. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, over my dead body, am I going to be having to deal with this problem for seven months? So situations like that where he would have a knee-jerk reaction and make the punishment bigger than the crime, what I thought than me wanting to backpedal and say, no, we're not grounding them at all. Let's give them a hug and some <laughs> ice cream. Is that how your family was growing up? I didn't get in trouble. My mom says I'm the easiest kid to raise. You were easier yeah. than Monica. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. She got in trouble all the time. I'm a three, Shocked. Hope. Threes know what to do. They don't get in trouble. Threes like to block things <laughs> out. I don't, that I never happened. I, my dad was very peaceful, quiet, never heard him raise his voice. He never yelled, never spanked us. He was just very quiet. Mark's reaction was anger and rage, and that was scary to me. It always seems so extreme the way you say it. <laughs> <laughs> You were just anger and rage. Or just say, gentlemen, somebody's about to get hurt. (laughs) (laughs) He also grew up in a military household. You had a military parent background. Like your dad was in the military and that looked very ours was extreme. Which then feels like your reaction to your kids is not extreme. I actually have never I think the total times that I have spanked one of my children, you could count on one hand. Definitely, because it was traumatizing as a kid when it was occurring to me. So I didn't want to become that person. There was times I really wanted to become that person, but I didn't want to become that person. And then she was always like, you just want to respond with pure violence. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I do want to respond with pure violence, but (laughs) I don't respond with pure violence. Those two things, money and how we discipline kids were our biggest things, the things we fought about the most. 
What have you each learned about God by being married? Well, it's easy. That dude has a sense of humor. No if ands or buts about it. He's like, I'm going to put these two together and see how this goes. <laughs> yeah, talk about opposites attracting. But you know what, though? I, I don't know. I'm pretty inspired by, like, when she did the whole shine thing and started it, I remember this girl who came and she wore a black hoodie and didn't take it off of her head once for the very first time <laughs> they got together for shine. And I was like, man, she cracked that egg. Pretty impressive. <laughs> Right. And, you know, you see a huge change there. But I watched how she she worked within all of that. And that, that was pretty inspiring to me. And that helped me to shape how, I guess, my walk and my study and how I approached a relationship with God. And we tried the blaze thing for a little while. Guys don't operate the same as girls. And it wasn't the same as what I saw when yeah. the shine was there. How she interacted, how she fed into each other. It was a little bit different. I appreciated the time we had with the guys. I mean, so much so I got a tattooed on me, but watching her do that and grow that, that really helped to shape where I am. And she's far more, I guess you would say studious when it comes to, you know, a relationship with the Lord and everything. But it's fun because she'll throw out little nuggets to me and I can pick up pieces of it. I don't dig into it nearly as deep as she does, but there's parts where I'll get, she'll be like, you should listen to this. I'll be like, yeah, that's never going to happen. And then I'll go listen to it. (laughs) Pretty good. And I really appreciate like the podcast and not the podcast. Well, the podcast, I do love those, but for the longest time we were listening to Bill Johnson because that's the greatest voice in the world. If Well, him and Bob Ross, if you want to fall asleep, you put Bill Johnson on. You got 25 minutes and you're going to be unconscious. <laughs> it was great. So we would catch that and there would be some challenges on that. So, you know, that kind of just all fed in. Beth kind of kickstarted all that, changed my music habits to some degree. She also kind of encouraged me and spurred me on to doing a lot of things within the youth. I think Hope was with the first couple of youth group activities we did because I know Megan was in there and we went to a couple of the in Pittsburgh, but then we also went to New Mexico. That was fun. That was fun. That was crazy, but it was a good time. And then, you know, kind of got involved within the youth in that and it started to change the way the dynamics of what my head was and who I was and what I was doing. So Mm. she's been a great inspiration without knowing she was a great inspiration. Who has inspired me in that relationship? I would say if people don't believe in modern day miracles that (laughs) we're still married. (laughs) Us being married is a miracle because there was a point in time where I was ready to throw the towel in and I gave him an ultimatum. She did. There was just behaviors that I wasn't willing to put up with anymore and drinking. And I said, I don't want to live like this. I don't want to raise our kids like this. And so I gave him the ultimatum. That was a pretty special time. That was kind of like the first, that was the kickstart. And then she was like, I'm done. I want, I'm not going to say the word. And I'm like, wow. All right. Yeah. Do I need to leave or move out? She goes, no, don't be stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Think you understand how, all right. And it was funny because we make a joke because like we would go to bed and she built a wall in the bed. Like there'd be pillows. (laughs) But yes, that was a changer and a lot has evolved within our relationship since that point. So what have you learned about God from Mark? I think God just has shown his faithfulness in our, just God's faithfulness and his perseverance. I think my relationship with God really got closer when things were so hard with Mark that I would just get up in the morning, like at five o'clock to pray. And sometimes my prayers were like, God, 
you have to help us. You have to help me. Like, this is a lot harder than I ever thought it was going to be. When we got married, I don't know that I was walking that closely with God. I grew up in a Christian home. I profess to be a Christian, but I'm not sure my relationship was that deep. And I knew when I got married and had kids that I wanted to raise my kids in a Christian home. And I think it was just assumed that, you know, I told him that and he's like, okay, we did. But then when we're in the thick of it, of married with young kids and clashing of Christian principles and worldly principles, that I just got really desperate for God because I knew I wasn't going to be able to do this by myself or by ourselves. And so that's when I think my relationship with God really became my own. And it wasn't just something that was handed down to me from my parents, but it became real. And so God has just showed me his faithfulness in our marriage through the hard times. God is faithful and he can redeem things that seem unredeemable and he can take ashes and turn them to beauty now that you can see the beauty well oh you can you can see the beauty in your marriage and 27 years is amazing now that you have some beauty on the other side of it how are you two shining how do you see the other shining mark has a servant's heart a lot of people look at him and think he looks mean and scary and maybe it's just he's tall and he's bald and he will drop anything for his family and help us or take care of us. And an example, one time, one of our kids was in Colorado. It was during COVID season and his car broke down. He was trying to come home, but his car broke down. So we was stuck there and he had called me and was in duress. And so Mark got home from work and I said, you need to go get Jordan. Tell him what time that was. <laughs> it was 5.30 and the table was set for dinner. I said, you can eat dinner, but then you got to go <laughs> get him. And he was like, you mean like leave tomorrow? I'm like, no, like you need to go now and get him. He didn't even eat dinner. He got in the car and drove to Colorado. Oh my God. Picked him up. Wow. He was there for like 10 minutes and drove him home. Oh, wow. And he goes grocery shopping. He does all of our shopping because I hate grocery shopping. Where do you like to shop? Uh, what grocery store do you go to? I have the most fun at Walmart because the weirdest people right, right, right. in the planet right. are at Walmart. <laughs> the, but the, the, best, is. the best product and kind of the best deals I can get are at Giant Eagle. So I normally end up going to like three or four stores when I go grocery shopping. He's a bargain hunter too. But he, he serves his family. And we joke because Jaden and I's love language is very different than Mark's. His is acts of service mm. and Jaden's is quality time and words of affirmation and yeah, and touch. Not. And she's trying to love Mark the way she wants to be loved. And I'm like, listen, girl, he wants you to change the cat litter. <laughs> Get your job done. And she's like, let's have coffee. Give me a hug. And I'm like, that does not do it for him. He wants you to do the cat litter. Saturday morning, she'll come in and like curl up on top of me while I'm on the bed. I'm like, all right, one, you're not three years old anymore. And two, there's a lot of hair all over my face. What's going on here? And she loves it. And she thinks, it's, and I'm like, I just got to sit here and suck it up. Do you yes, know you what do. Beth's love languages are? Words of affirmation, 100%. She's like, oh, these other ones. No, there's not. It's words of affirmation. Is he right? Yeah. I have this thing where you gotta if somebody give me. gives me a greeting card, 
I only read what they handwrite. I don't <laughs> Not read. Not the printed stuff. No. You and- get violently mad at Christmas if you just write down your name, Love Hope. Peter. <laughs> no. If he gives me a card that says, Love Mark, like I ping it at his forehead because I'm like... That is not sincere or genuine. Wait a second, though. Do I always give you two cards? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's good. So I give her one that I know is going to, like, send her over the edge. It says, love Mark, or just says Mark on it. (laughs) There's another one behind his back. No, there's another one. (laughs) And then we have the signal. But she's like. (laughs) When we did premarital counseling with Chuck, He said, you guys are the most compatible couple I've ever counseled. We had to take all these tests. And he's like, I've never seen a couple more compatible than the two of you. And then like a year into our marriage, I was like, you lied and cheated on that. (laughs) I thought there was no way in the world we were compatible because we were just totally two ends of the spectrum. And I accused him of cheating on that test. And Chuck will still say to us, yep, you guys are the most compatible of which couple. I'm like, how do you cheat on that test? I was convinced that he studied me and knew what I was going to say. And he wrote well, the right answer. I did study you, but... <laughs> So we really had a lot of conflict. And I remember at our wedding, his best man made this speech about how different we were, but I needed Mark and Mark needed me. And, you know, I thought registering for wedding gifts was going to be fun. Mm, That was not fun. Until they gave us the gun and said, you know, go click on these things. And I mean, we couldn't even pick on. I'm like, you don't get to choose what kind of china we're going to (laughs) get. He wanted this bold, blue, crazy pattern china. And I'm like, I want bone white with gold stripe around it. And that's it. Which I won that battle. But I was going to say, and she got. I've seen it. I mean, everything. (laughs) Colors. We did our first house project together. No, because when we first got together, you were into two color. Because you're like, oh, I did one of these color test things and these are my colors i'm like well they ain't my colors <laughs> that was hard like his dream car is a bright yellow truck and i was like i am never riding anywhere with you if you get a bright yellow <laughs> which is really funny because guess what i bought this summer a bright yellow truck guess how long it lasted one night and the engine blew i was like oh there's god telling me give up your dream why did i never see this thing i had it for exactly one night and the engine popped and i'm like that's not outside in the middle of the night (laughs) yeah that was back (laughs) no she wasn't even where were you i never even saw it but i was like god loves me i'm (laughs) his favorite But we just had different views on raising kids, on money, on chores when we got married. There was just a constant battle of differences. Not that one was right and one was wrong, but we just grew up very different. And then when we were trying to mesh and make it our own family, there was a lot of struggle in that. But I think if we look at it and you look at it in terms of what you were saying, how has God affected our relationship? I've been doing like a lot of Old Testament study and God gives you the challenge. Can you come through it or whatnot? And I think where we are now is a really good place. It's because of the challenges that we faced before. There's times where she knows exactly how I'm going to react or what I'm going to say when something occurs. She's right. And it's not like she's going to go, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. She'll be like, yeah. 
that's about right. That's kind of where we are. And that's when you say, what's God's hand look like guiding us through that point? It's we went through all of this adventure and we went through all this adversity and we went through all these trials and we went through a lot of joys as well. All of that has brought us to the point where we now are understanding okay, we're not in control of what's happening here. <laughs> and, and it's not he's like some guy, you know, he's a master of puppets or something like that. But there is somebody definitely who is kind of guiding and directing where we go. And that's actually reassuring when you start to sit back and think about that, that there is a benevolent, loving individual who's guiding and taking you the right way. And he's going to let your stupid grow you more so than, oh, you're such a following a loving individual. No, you got to make some dumb choices and then figure it out from there. So uh, on the other side of that, how how do you see Beth shining? It started when she really kicked in on the shine and she was like, I'm just going to love on these women. And, you know, there was a lot of different things because think about that first group. There was a whole litany of different personalities and different issues. We had another couple that was actually involved in that group who was really going through the fire at that point. You know, I saw her stay strong and I saw her continue to love into that. And then our own kids, as they grew up, and we watched them go through each level of their own stupid and the way she could love them through all of that. That was kind of inspiring to me. And then she would come back and she's like, oh, I got this this sermon I want you to listen to. And then we got in this habit. We were listening to the sermons when we go to bed. So she would do that and then got to read this. And pretty sure she's certain just about everything she told me that I needed to read that I've never read. But I read most of it. Just didn't talk about it the way she did. She had a passion for it. And that was a thing I could tell the difference in who she was. I guess how she received people and she interacted with people that was just encouraging. Mm -hmm. And that was, I could tell that was the Lord working through her with all of the different groups, especially as Shine started to expand. And I think, like, she doesn't say it much, but I think when Shine first really started to expand and there was this whole, well, we got to pass Shine off to somebody else so they can make it work. I think that stung her to some degree, but I think she sat back and went, all right, that's God's plan. I'm just going to have to let that ride. And that really impressed me. And I was like, all right, so I guess we got to be okay with handing off a little bit, saying, all right, I'm not in control. It's not my thing. It's God's thing. And we'll go from there. And I, and I think she's done amazing with it all the way around. That has been really inspiring to me. That's been shiny. Yeah, very shiny. We've so she grown a lot because we listen to sermons sometimes now, but we used mm-hmm. to have a TV in our bedroom and we would no. watch no. these no, no. detective <laughs> real life it was, situations. Oh, no. What did they call? Oh, what like 48 hours murders or something? No, oh, it was the wife murderers it one. It was oh, always the wife. Snapped was my favorite. Snapped. Yeah, so we would go to bed watching these, these real were life. Movies. They were real life documentaries and Beth's like going, where do you get success? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not answering we this said, for you. So we started telling our family, if something happens to one of us, you should be suspicious. <laughs> Question the other. Arsenic. Google so decided, that. We got rid of the TV yeah. in our bedroom and stopped going to bed watching. Murder movies. Murder mysteries. That sounds World smart. Instead, we started listening to, you know, Bill Johnson. And actually, who was the crazy one? Chris? Steve yeah, Chris Bolton. Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> do. Why would you do that to right. me? No, I can't. <laughs> Oh, I think that's great advice to listen to the same stuff. That's one of the things that's been great for 
Chris and myself too, is that we listen to the same thing, the same sermon or a podcast. And then Who we just, makes it all the way through? Both of us do. Nope. I mean, it's not while we're sleeping, but I'm just saying I feel like it offers great opportunity for conversation. So you guys can listen to it and have something to grow on together. Well, she will put it on and be like, we lay in bed. She's like, I want you to listen to this. And be like, okay. And eight minutes in, I hear her. I know. I don't even get past the minute for <laughs> <laughs> Bill's telling, you know how. to listen to the whole sermon. Yeah, you know how like Bill Johnson tells the jokes at the beginning. That's it. So anyway, there was this bagel. And <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to listen. I'm, I'm curious about what happened to the bagel. Catches hold. And she's like, what'd you think of that? I'm like, really? You're going to ask me what I thought of it. But yeah, that was, I think that's been kind of vital. What advice do you have for other couples on how to keep a healthy marriage? A, date longer than about eight weeks. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) If you're dating, go through all the seasons. Yeah, absolutely. But now that you're in marriage, how do you have a healthy one? Don't be afraid. Like for the longest time, she was afraid to have those bold conversations that needed to be had. Mm. And up until the point where she was like, I'm done, I'm tapping out, you're done, you're out of here. Then after that, we started having more sincere, more succinct, more in-depth conversations. And so I think if you can't do that right from the start, you're kind of cheating yourself. You got to be able to look at your partner and be like, hey, I love you. You're stupid. She can say things to me now. I really don't like the way you interact here. And I might get upset about it, but it makes a difference. And I think that sincerity really plays a major role. I think also what really is effective in our relationship is we have a desire to date. Not other people, but we like to date each other. (laughs) We like to go out and do things. I don't know how many times we've been hawking hills. We love going there. I just found a new place. We have some other adventures. We did the whole nutcracker thing and the Christmas anniversary type stuff. You know, we we like to genuinely go out and do things together. It's like we're so happy that Mexico City opened up. You don't have to go very far in Colombia anymore. We can go out to eat and be home by six. We are such an old couple. Such a good date night. We're home and. <laughs> you know, just we just continue to like each other a little more and a little more and being together and hanging out and doing things. And I don't mind holding her hand and I still know the sidewalk rule and I like to open the door for her when we go out and stuff like that. And I think that is really important when it comes to having a relationship and making mm-hmm. sure she knows, holy cow, this guy still likes me. My advice is that God has to be the center of 100%. your marriage. I think it. God needs to be your number one, each of our number one priorities, and God in our marriage is what makes it work. Because if we were left to our own device, we would be selfish and mm-hmm. <laughs> would probably be divorced at this point. But I really believe that us putting God first in our lives and in our marriage is what saved it. Yeah, I think that's 100% correct. God's timing, God's plans, God's purpose— what I was trying to say earlier, you may feel like your marriage is hopeless and divorce is the only answer, but I would say to you, if you're feeling that way, give God a chance in your marriage. I think our prayer is like, Lord, change him. And what what <laughs> Lord ends up changing is me, changes me. And I just think that if you're out there struggling in your marriage, you could look at us over on the right side of the church and say, they still look like they like each other. (laughs) It's been a lot of work, and Mm -hmm. God's done a lot of changing in me and changing in Mark, and I think that's why 
we're together. And God can make all things possible if you just surrender your life to Him. It's really good. Well, Mark and Beth, it has been a pleasure and an honor having you on the podcast. Thank you for saying yes. Thank you for showing up. Okay. I feel like there was a lot to learn. Thank you for sharing your lives with us, and we're very grateful. Make sure you tune in next week. I was really For giving it my all there. Special couple. <laughs> or do you want to do it? No, you just stumbled over it last time because you couldn't remember. And then you were making fun of me for stumbling over the intro. Make I, sure. Whatever. Make this is what happens when you have siblings <laughs> running a podcast. Running amok. Make sure you tune in next week for another special couple. Bye. Bye. Yeah, goodbye.